New customers. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code FIELDGOAL. Bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. 21 and over in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and stay specific responsible gambling resources. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Bonus issued as bonus bets. Eligibility and terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com football terms. I've officially arrived at the gym. That's step one. What's step two? I guess just stand here until an idea for a workout routine comes to me? Or maybe step two is flagging down a trainer to help nope, and- no way. I already spent most of my money on the gym membership. I can probably figure it out myself. Or you could try FitBot. It's an app that builds a workout routine for you based on your goals and fitness level. You can even tell it what equipment you have so you can get a plan that's customized just for you. So FitBud does all the planning for me. I don't have to Google random videos hoping they're right for me? That's right. FitBod actually has exercise demo videos for you too. Plus, a whole year of FitBod costs less than a single session with a trainer. Huh. Maybe I'll finally get more than one workout out of my gym membership this year. Download FitBod today and get a 14-day free trial plus 25% off your subscription when you go to fitbod.me slash getfit. That's fitbod.me slash getfit. Hey everybody, it is the Razball Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I am B-Don, joined by the Fantasy Master Lotharo himself, Gray Albright. How's it going over there, Gray? Uh, well, things have been better. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Hunter Green, uh, no hitting the Pirates and also losing. That's, <laughs> that's my general feeling right now for uh, my fantasy teams. Uh, that's uh, the, the malaise <laughs> that I'm in. I think every single league that you and I are in together, you're, you're killing me. <laughs> you're, ba- you're basically like, you're, it's like you're patronizing me by having me on this podcast. Basically <laughs> you're, you're like, Oh, here, let's throw, let's throw this guy gray a bone. <laughs> even, even, even though he's really terrible in these leagues that we're in together. I, you know what? I mean, I think actually uh, a frequent commentator, uh, Vin wins. Hey Vin. I don't know if he listens to the podcast, but anyway, he mentioned in the comments, I think it was last week, that I had like a top five pitching week uh, for the RCLs. Um, and I also, I was saying to him that 
it, yeah, and it seems like all my hitters are going against my pitchers because I can't, <laughs> I can't buy a hit, man. I don't know what's going on. It, it was a bad year to rely on Dylan Carlson. I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, my God. And Tyler O'Neill. Oh, man. I, I feel like my entire – every hitter I've drafted is, like, retooling their swing. <laughs> and I draft all hitters. I don't draft pitching. It's killing me. Man, um, yeah, how's uh, how's your team's doing? <laughs> well, you know, I think the reason that I'm actually above you is because you win all the hitters that like we go, we we battle against each other in the auction, and then you know I end up with like other guys that I don't have in other leagues. So the leagues that I went in with you, I'm I have like different set of players <laughs> than I normally do. Like I'm not getting buried by Jonathan India on the IL. Uh, you know, I'm, like there's, there's players on my teams because you, you've taken them all. Cause we sit here and talk about all the guys you like. And, uh, you know, I just steal all those guys. So when you win them in auctions, cause you know, you have to, you have to show support for your guys. It, it just leads me to a better squad. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can understand that. It's, it's essentially, you're saying that all of my, uh, all of my hitters that I love, you weren't able to get them in the leagues and that's why you're doing better. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's why in the leagues, I'm not with you. I'm doing worse. I'm doing worse in those leagues because I, I have Jonathan India burying me on those teams. You were able to get the uh, Spencer Torkelsons. <laughs> Like, oh my God, Spencer Torkelson, like he's like now getting benched for Willie Castro and it makes sense. <laughs> like what, what is going on? Oh my God. My, uh, so honest. Okay. I know no one wants to hear about uh, our teams. I, I get that. <laughs> Hey, just like, I don't want to hear about your teams, but you know what? I read the comments <laughs> anyway. Um, in my uh, in my Tower Wars, I'll just talk about this for two seconds. So my Tower Wars team, NL only, uh, and you know I you know as I just said three minutes ago, and I've as I've said so many times, I only draft uh, hitting, and then I just piece together pitching. Um, my my hitting right now, <laughs> I was just going, I was going through my lineup before because I had to set it. It's uh, we're recording this on Monday. Uh, it's a weekly league. So anyway, so I had to set my lineup and I have literally like, I have, I have like five empty spots <laughs> out of like, out of like 12 hitters. I'm missing like, but it's not like injuries. I mean, I have the players, but their, their names are like Dylan Carlson. <laughs> Jared Kalinick. <laughs> Matt Olson and like it's like oh my uh, uh, Bryce and Stott. <laughs> Wait, this one's my favorite. This one's my favorite. Who I have in a bunch of leagues? Lane Thomas. <laughs> what happened to that guy? Hey, Lane Thomas. The season started, bro. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, Lane Thomas. How about you start hitting because the season's already started. <laughs> Oh my God, man. I mean, honestly, I got, it's no surprise that I have Juan Soto in that league and he has like eight homers and 11 RBIs. It's really, it's not surprising because everything that could go wrong with that hitting is going wrong. And my pitching is fine. I mean, honestly, my worst pitcher is like Jose Quintana, who's been excellent, but yeah, I mean, the hitting is just 
Oh, it's dreadful. It's so bad. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, you, you go ahead. Go ahead, B-Down. Let's start the show. Yeah, no, but I, I get it. I have I have a number of those guys just kind of killing it up. Uh, Cody Bellinger, who who uh, is putting up home runs and stolen bases, but that's all he's doing. He's, he's literally just hitting home runs, stealing bases, and that's it. Uh, Willie Adamas is hitting for no average, but he has nine home runs and a ton of runs in RBI. I think actually, I think Willie Adamas is heading to the IL today to uh, yeah, add not, insult that's to. Not, uh, that's not great either. It's actually add injury to insult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not great. Uh, and then of course there's a uh, there's Jose Barry, my ERA Eos, and uh, you know <laughs> I couldn't come up with anything better than that. I'm not a comedian, but uh, he's he's been very rough. It's a guy that. We liked last year. We liked coming into this year. I mean, he's always consistent. He just does his thing. And then the last two outings, uh, things were done to him. That's uh, that's that's the best <laughs> way that I could put this. Uh, he had five five and a third with five runs. It versus sounds, it sounds like an after school special. Oh, <laughs> uh, it yeah, sounds like involved. it sounds like you're try- It sounds like you're in a a, a parent teacher meeting right now. <laughs> <laughs> Something was done to him. Uh, okay, go ahead. Sorry. Talk about his awful stats, please. <laughs> yes. Uh, against the Yankees, his last start out, five and a third, five runs allowed. Last Before that, at Cleveland, four and two thirds, six earned runs. I mean, before that, it looked like uh, kind of business as usual, except for his very first start where he won a third of an inning and gave up four earned runs. So out of... You know, the seven starts he has, three of them have been absolutely awful, and there have been four that are okay. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Like, at Cleveland, in home versus Texas, are not exactly matchups we're, we're terrified of. What what are we doing with Jose Barrios for now? Are you, are you, you got to bench him until he doesn't put up a five spot, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think he's broken. <laughs> I have I have him too in a league or two. Oh man. Yeah, no, I think he's I think he's really broken. I don't know what happened. He's got a uh so this is just hilarious. His um expected batting average against is three thirty five. <laughs> three thirty five hitters hitters are expected to hit three thirty five against them. Oh not good. <laughs> <laughs> not not great, and that's and that's actually down from what hitters are doing. They're hitting three ninety two. <laughs> Jose Barrios is giving up a batting average against of three ninety two on his fastball. Oh, that's not working. <laughs> hey, is me the the catcher going out to the mound? Hey, Jose, don't throw the fastball, okay? <laughs> Just anything else, whatever anything, you feel like. Anything but the heater. Uh, yeah, you know, man, I, I honestly, I was saying to uh, to sell Berrios uh, last week because of uh, his numbers are so bad that I thought maybe on his on on name value that you might be able to get something. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, I guess on name value, if the uh, if your league mate is dopey enough <laughs> to uh to not look at any of the stats maybe you could get something still i'm really concerned i'll be honest i don't know if it's uh i don't know if he's gonna get fixed <laughs> I, i'm honestly i because usually you can look at stuff and be like well that's the problem there <laughs> but i mean i think it, and it's hard to say because so many things are wrong with him uh my guess 
is that his fastball location is just awful. It's just like in the middle of the plate, he's missing his locations. So he's throwing uh, his fastball middle of the plate and it's getting rocked. That's what I think is going on. Because if you look at his, like his velocity, his velocity looks fine. And like his, um, you know, and also it's like, I mean, it's hard to say whether or not it is. I think it's the location. I mean, I, I honestly, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think something's broke. For sh- that is a hundred percent, hundred percent accurate. Something is broken with him. Uh, I'm guessing it's the location. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard for me to say. It, it, like because right now he's not missing. Like you know, like if if his uh, like if his walk rate was like crazy high, I'd be like, well, is you know he's not hitting his spots. His you know it's his location there, but. His his walk rate's fine, kinda. I mean, it's more or less okay. Yeah. It's just that his, I, I'm guessing that he's missing over the plate, which is even worse. Like you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to throw meatball after meatball, um, unless you're in an Italian restaurant. Then hey, oh hey, that's a more. Uh, yeah, I I mean, I don't think there's, I don't honestly, I I don't I don't know if there's gonna be a fix for him. There could be. I don't see where that. I don't see where that's coming from. Um, so I'm really worried. I mean, his K rate is awful. Uh, his walk rate is fine. So and his velocity is fine. I mean, what do you make of that? What do you make of someone who's throwing the ball hard and not walking people, but still getting crushed? I mean, I guess that means he's missing over the plate. Is that's my only? I mean, that's my really only takeaway. And I don't know how you, you know, I guess you fix that by having him throw the ball away from the plate. Throw it out. <laughs> throw it outside, man. I don't know. What do you think, B-Don? You have anything? Uh, you know, I while you were talking about the fastball, I looked up, you know, where the graph where his fastball is primarily hitting. Um, the the brightest, biggest red spot in the zone is right in the middle, slightly outside <laughs> to a lefty. So not exactly where you want to be missing uh, with the four seam fastball. The other thing that I'm seeing that I think is leading to the lack of strikeouts here is like he's throwing like a slurve right now rather than his old curveball. And it's not breaking down as much and it's breaking sideways and it's it's just getting beat up. So he doesn't have a strikeout pitch. He's not locating the fastball, which both things lead to five spots in the last two games and three of them on the season. Um, you know, I thank goodness he still has velocity. Otherwise, some of those other starts probably would be just even worse. Um, but I'm looking at like, like you go to Brooks right now and they've actually changed his curve classification to a slider that's how bad it's gotten maybe he is throwing a slider now instead of a curve I, I don't know what's happened here um but that's that's how like weird it's gotten is that like brooks doesn't even classify it as a curveball anymore it's not his <laughs> curveball that he's been throwing for five years now right yeah well that that could be the problem he's uh he's throwing mike leak's slider <laughs> <laughs> or or Mike's league's curve. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know. I I don't know. Like I said, I don't know what the fix is here. I I mean, it mu- it must be mechanics. I mean, I'm guessing because the velocity is fine. I don't think he's hiding an injury, but 
I mean, how do you, I don't know. I mean, how do you start that? You can't start them like in any leagues right now. So I guess you just wait until a, wait until he gets better. Uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to be real actionable on advice on what to do at Barrios other than like try and sell them and let someone else get this headache. (laughs) I don't want this headache. You take them. Yeah. That's always a, that's always a trade that you know you can acquire great players when you're like you know what this guy sucks you want them. <laughs> it's like when you're in a restaurant and someone's like oh this tastes awful here try it like what I don't Wait, want what? to try it. <laughs> uh yeah so anyway not great uh moving along yeah moving yeah, along but- to somebody who I mean he looked great in his last start. Although the strikeouts, not great. I mean, he's not a huge strikeout guy, but they were not uh, not good. But Reed Detmers had a had a no-hitter, um, striked out two people in nine innings, which is, again, not great. One walk. I mean, Reed Detmers is a guy I thought could take a next step fantasy-wise. I mean, he has a solid you know, season, half, a couple of months last season. Um, but the strikeouts really aren't there in bunches. The nine-inning 2K isn't helping at this point. Is Reed Detmer somebody you're interested in following up this no hitter, or was this kind of a he had the curveball working that day? Let's let's not get too carried away. Mm, yeah, I mean, actually, I went through my. Uh, he was a guy I do have in a bunch of leagues. I was uh, I was pretty high on Reed Detmer's compared to I think ADP. Uh, I you know, I mean, I don't. Yeah, his K's aren't great, uh, like you said. I I don't know. I don't think the K's are really going to come up very high, but they can come up a little bit from where they are. So right now they're at 5.8 uh, K per nine. I think he probably can get up to like a seven and a half. Uh, you know, it's still a small sample size. So to get up to a seven and a half K per nine, he only needs really one, you know, one good strikeout game uh, early on here and he could still move it up. Um, yeah. I mean, his, his really like Reed Detmers is kind of doing what you expect. You know, he's got great command, so he's keeping the ball, and he's got a good park. And right now, the Angels are are really hitting well, so they're giving him uh, run support. So you know, I mean, outside of the K's, which I don't think are ever going to get good, I think Reed Detmers in general can be a decent number four starter, maybe a number three against like weaker matchups, but you know, like his no hitter, you know, the the difference between his no hitter and, and Hunter greens was, you know, the angels scored a run. I mean, it was really like, (laughs) like Hunter greens probably actually might've been a little bit, uh, you know, the, the, the whip wasn't as good with Hunter greens because he walked a few more, a few more guys, but he struck out a bunch more. Uh, Reed Detmer's, Really, like you know, two K a two K no hitter is essential. I mean, I, I would take a a seven inning, you know, twelve K uh, three three runs, seven innings, three runs, and twelve Ks over a nine inning two K start. I mean, it's it's fine, honestly. It, you know, I I'm not kicking it out of bed, but eh, it's okay. You know, but in general, I think he's you know he's a guy who's probably even for a young pitcher you know he's only 22 so you know in uh in dynasty and other in and keepers you know he actually might be able to get even better from where he is with his command uh he could you know potentially 
boost up his uh, strikeouts like we're seeing with, um, you know, Nestor. Nestor Cortez comes to mind as a guy who doesn't have, you know, insane velocity, who is getting good strikeouts because of, you know, his command and his ability to mix pitches. So maybe Reed Detmers can get more strikeouts as his career goes on. But for this year, I think he's probably, you know, even in the most shallow leagues, he's probably like a, uh, you know, a four to, a four to three uh, fantasy starter, which is fine. I mean, it's not bad. It's just not as exciting as, you know, maybe a no hitter every time out. Yeah. Or, you know, if Hunter Green figures everything out and, and gets it going, it's a, it'd be a little more exciting. I will say for <laughs> for Reed Detmer's part, uh, in the month of March, April this year, he had an 8.31 K per nine, 22.5%. So, I mean, the the nine inning two is really, 2K is really bringing down the overall um, season K per nine. But the 8.21 he put up in in uh, March, April is perfectly fine as, as far as K rates go if he continues to keep the ball in the ballpark and go innings. I mean, go, yeah. getting innings is hard these days. Yeah, no, that's that, no, that's fair. I Yeah, it's a good point. I think also it's a good point to say that, like, if Hunter Green were able to command his pitches better, I mean, he'd be an ace. Whereas, like, if Reed Detmers commands his, pitchers, his pitches better – Probably at best a number two, I think. I, I don't know if we're ever going to see an ace at, like type uh, campaign from Reed Detmers. He feels more like at best a number two and more like a three or four for this year where Hunter Green could be an ace one day. But he's also, I mean, he's unstartable in certain matchups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Hunter Green is like, uh, I have him on my bench actually this week against the Blue Jays. There's no way I'm starting him against the Blue Jays. <laughs> Even if they aren't hitting, it's just not happening. Yeah, I think best case for scenario for Reed Detmers is like uh, one of the prime Dallas Keuchel seasons where he's like a, you know, a 20%, yeah. 23% K rate guy with a, you know, a great whip. Good ERA because he keeps yeah. you know the ball where he needs to that kind of thing. Yeah, um, that's a good. But there, yeah, there's a, a place comparison. for that. You're right, totally, and that's a good comparison. All right, moving on. Let's talk about a couple of guys who are not performing and actually just got sent down. I know it's two guys we've talked about on the show. I know, or at least I'm pretty sure we both had shares of both of them. Jared Kalinick, C.J. Abrams. I mean, both top prospects, both sent down. The ridiculous talk about them, you know, flopping already. We can just move past that because that's ridiculous. But what are you thinking about Kalenic and Abrams? What kind of leagues are you still rostering them in? Because they are the, you know, like, well, at least Abrams is likely the first one back up. Kalenic may be number two right now. Yeah, I don't, you know, it's like, it's hard for me to uh, imagine outside of keepers I mean, redrafts, I guess if uh, an NL only or an AL only, you know, for um, uh, Abrams or uh, Kalenic, uh, respectively, I think, you know, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'm holding them in like 15 team mixed leagues. I know I already dropped uh, Abrams in like uh, one 15 team mixed league. I, I can't imagine in shallower unless you have like if you have an NA spot. Maybe I, you know, it's like with both of them, I wouldn't be shocked if both of them are like hitting 350 with a home run every fifth at bat in the minor leagues. Like it seems like there's something not clicking with them when it comes to being in the major leagues clinic, especially Abrams. I think he got a bit of a raw deal because he wasn't getting played every day. 
So he never really got, you know, he might not have been able to get a, uh, you know, any sort of rhythm going. Uh, where Klenick, I mean, the Mariners, had, they gave him all kinds of rope. And he really, I mean, he hung himself. It was not, it wasn't good. I mean, they, they let, they let out his leash uh, and it was like, go run, do it, do what you got to do, man. And he just went, and he just went over and, and shit all over the place. It's not, I mean, it was not good. I, I, I'm, I was actually kind of like shocked because, you know, I had written a uh, clinic uh sleeper post for this year i thought he was a great bargain man was i wrong in that one oh another one ah that one hurt as well um yeah i don't know i i think i think you're right too that abrams could get called up quicker like i could see abrams you know coming back in like the matter of like a couple weeks where clinic when do you i mean at what point are you like giving him another shot if you're the mariners like you have to like he has to be like good and also you have to like have some sort of like you have to feel like you're giving him more you know ability to run with the uh with an opportunity like you're not like if you're the mariners you're not going to bring you're not going to bring clinic up and like you know platoon him or at least I don't think I yeah. don't think you're going to bring gonna him up he's not going to be the IL replacement guy right yeah you're not going to call him up for like a week like you're going to and then send him back down like he's not going to be, uh, you know, like they're going to have to like see that he's fixed and then have room for him to play every day again. And I don't know, man, I don't know when that happens, to be honest. Like, I mean, I guess if there's an injury, it could happen as soon as uh, June. I mean, you know, if there's an injury, then all, you know, all bets are off. But if everyone's healthy. I don't know, man. I don't know when Clinic's coming back. To be honest, I I wouldn't be shocked if we don't see him until September. Rosters expand. I don't know. I guess we'll I guess we'll find out. But I mean, even if he hits in the minor leagues, do you bring him back? I don't know if I bring him back immediately. Yeah, and they also have Kyle Lewis who started his rehab. So I mean, he he's he's coming back at some point. So it's going to be a tough call when they bring him back. Because like. Like we've said, I mean, he's proved everything he can in the minors. It's not like he struggles when he goes down there. Last time he was there was 2021. He had a 15% K rate, a 10.5 walk rate. He had nine home runs and six stolen bases and 320 and 624 slug. Like, he did everything he needed to at the minor league level in 2021. That's that's why he got the shot. Um, but, you know, a 38% K rate's not going to cut it. He had 12 hits. Three of them were home runs. So he, I mean, when he connects, he's connecting still, but it's just, he's just not seeing the ball or he's not, not patient enough, or maybe he's too, I don't know what it is with, with clinic right now, but he does need to figure it out um, at the major league level. I think Abrams is a, go ahead. No, yeah, no, go ahead. So what are you going to say about uh, Abrams? Oh, I was just saying, I think Abrams is a hoss on Kim cold streak away from meeting called back up. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. Yeah. No, I like also, I don't, you know, uh, Safeco is it still called Safeco? <laughs> I don't think it is. Um, and where the Mariners play, do we know? I don't know. I mean, I, I'm having a, I'm having a brain fart. T-Mobile, excuse me. So, um, T-Mobile isn't going to do anyone favors, as we even see with like, like uh, Winker became like a 220 hitter with no power in Timo. Like, you know, like he's really struggling. Like Jesse Winker's struggling big time. Like he's kind of hard to own himself in, um, in fantasy leagues, but 
like you know clinic i don't know maybe it's like maybe the park is in his head uh maybe it's maybe the dead ball is like playing tricks on him i don't know but yeah i mean something really needs to change like we i don't know what the uh i don't know what the mariners are going to do with like the T-Mobile situation, but that park is awful for hitters. It's really not good. It's like, I mean, and Kalenic has to, you know, there's definitely a diff- a huge difference between minor leagues where with Tacoma, whatever's going on there. I mean, the ball is flying in the minor leagues. Like you're seeing guys like, you know, guys just crushed the ball in the like you see guys like nolan uh gorman uh, uh cardinals prospect you see him crushing the ball has like you know whatever how many however many home runs he has but i bet he gets called up and he has issues you know like it's just like the ball is so dead in the major leagues and you know t-mobile is not good i don't know i don't know if clinic i mean i'm sure clinic can come out of it I'm sure he can be a star still. Like I'm not, you know, counting him out completely. But man, it's gonna be hard to get back in on him. Like even when he gets called back up, you know, I, I don't know. It, it'll be difficult. It'll be a difficult call. Like if you're, so if you're looking at like um, guys that are struggling right now, uh, but are still at least everyday players. If Klanik got called back, would you want him? Or Alex Verdugo? Uh, I mean, I'd probably take the shot on Kalenic at this point because Verdugo's not doing much better. And, um, I mean, he mm-hmm. at least at least I'm going to get some some home runs and stolen bases from from Kalenic right. when he does make make it on base. I mean, Verdugo was was always kind of based on his his on base, his runs, and his yeah. average, and he's okay. not doing any of that right now. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. So uh, Kalenic. Or uh, Brandon Nemo. Uh, Nemo, he's he's hitting his he's at the top of the lineup. Okay, okay, Kalenic or a boring one, Michael Brantley. Uh, I think it depends on the league. If I'm in a shallow 10, 12 team, I'm gonna go Kalenic. If I'm in anything deeper, I'll, I'm just gonna hold on to Brantley and let him do his Brantley thing until he gets hurt. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree really. I mean, there is a. Uh, you know, I, I, I think I think Kalenic right now is probably going to be a team based situation when he gets called back up, whenever that is. And you may not he may not be, you know, uh, like a guy every single team wants to go out and grab. I mean, I mean, I I might if I have room like, you know, usually you always have one guy that's cuttable, even if it's like a middle reliever. Usually you can sneak a a guy like clinic on every team, but you know, if it's like between him or I don't know, uh, Ian Happ, I mean, I, I don't really love Ian Happ, but at least he's doing, he, I mean, he's been fine. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> one of the like three things going right for the Cubs right now. So yeah. it's pretty, right. pretty awesome. Anyway. Yep. Bring up the Cubs and that's the change the subject topic. <laughs> um, <laughs> next up is uh Ranger Suarez. Ranger Suarez got off to a bit of a sluggish start, but is at least piecing it back together here. Um, I, I know we talked about Suarez at one point in, in his struggles early, the two and two thirds, giving up three to start the year. Um, but he's he's kind of got it back together. Where are you at on Ranger Suarez? Is he is he back to kind of the preseason where he's he, he's hyped up and we're kind of getting excited again, or is he settling back into 
I don't know, like SP, bottom SP3 territory. American Giant does things the hard way, but that's because it's the right way. By choosing to manufacture all of its clothes in the United States, American Giant supports local communities and produces the highest quality goods on the market. Ten years ago, they went against the grain and imagined making a hoodie of unbelievable quality locally, one that would hold up for years and get better with each wear. They did just that, and now they have a full range of durable essentials for men and women, including tees, premium sweaters, cozy sweats, and so much more. The best part? Everything is American-made to the highest standards, supporting hardworking communities, living wages, and safe working conditions. So you can buy your values and fill your closet with long-lasting clothes you can feel great about. Wear your values in the new year. Complete with durable essentials at American-Giant.com. And get 20% off with code NY23 at checkout. That's 20% off at American-Giant.com. Code NY23. Yeah, I mean, I had actually, I mean, I wrote a sleeper post on him, too. I had high hopes for Ranger Suarez. I thought he was probably going a little bit lower than he should have been. Um, You know, I've kind of cooled on him a bit since the season started, and I've seen, like, he hasn't really, what I've realized is, well, at least what he's done so far is he's been kind of like a good bet for ratios if he pitches well. And if he doesn't pitch well, then he's gonna then he gives up runs, and and in neither and in neither scenario does he strike out a lot of guys. So it's kind of like, nah. I mean, the no strikeout thing really kind of dampers things. Because even like you know a guy who's no not at all comparable, but like a Robbie Ray, you know he's been striking out people recently, even though he's giving up runs. So it's like, well, I mean, I don't want to see a five-inning, five-earn-run start from, like, a Robbie Ray. But, you know, if he strikes out nine guys, it's like, well, at least he struck out nine guys. Where Ranger Suarez hasn't even done that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's it it's kind of like I, I still have Ranger Suarez in a couple leagues, leagues that are too deep for me to ever really get rid of him. So <laughs> we're, in it, we're in it for the long haul, me and Ranger. Uh, I You know, I like him. Uh, to a certain extent for ratios, if he can like, you know, if he can start locating better, um, which is really like his look, his, his command was a little wonky early on. And that's what it's going to come down to. I don't think we're going to get as many strikeouts from him as I was hoping, uh, at least coming into this year. Yeah, I'll give you a little bit of hope here, Gray, in that he mm. has gotten a little bit better as the season has progressed. Here in his two or three starts here um, in May, over 18 innings, he has a three ERA. Uh, His fastball is back up over 94, and he is striking out uh, eight people, eight K per nine, uh, 21.1%. So, um, you know, at least getting back up to, again, kind of respectable K numbers. I mean, I guess, let me throw this. Would you rather have Ranger Suarez or a guy we just talked about, Reed Detmers? They're kind of in that similar. Oh yeah, role. I would go read Reed Detmers. I mean, it's like they're they are very similar, but at least Reed Detmers has been good so far for the whole season. <laughs> you know, like psychologically, I feel like at least I'm getting someone who's been good versus someone who's struggled at times. Um, but you're right. I mean, they are they are pretty similar. I I think they're probably a toss up in the end. Uh, and then in like in a, like a week or two, I could see that 
reversing and me being like, oh, no, uh, Ranger Suarez over Reed Detmers. <laughs> so it's not like a set in stone thing. But for right now, I'd probably say Reed Detmers. Yeah, I think I'm with you, but it is very close. The uh, velocity game from Suarez is definitely definitely a nice bonus for Suarez owners. Um, so I, I do think he's going to continue to at least produce it at the similar level he has been. Um, Bryce Harper, I mean, he's sitting at or near the top of the player radar, depending on, on what day it is. I mean, he's having a great season. Are, are we counting on Bryce Harper to just continue doing, I mean, what he's been doing for the last season and now two and a half months or I guess a month and a half. No, actually. I don't, you know, I don't know with, with Bryce Harper. I mean, I, I feel like a broken record with like Bryce Harper and me saying, I don't trust the fact that his elbow is, you know, uh, healthy because it's not, I mean, his, uh, I think it's his UCL is torn. Um, you know, I, I think a lot of people are at this point, I feel like I've dug my heels in enough where I'm like, you know, obviously people are like, okay, we get it. <laughs> Bryce Harper's a sell. Sure. <laughs> As he keeps hitting a home run every game. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, all I'm saying is, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? I don't know. I mean, I guess he's able to, you know, if he's able to keep hitting with a torn UCL, then I guess great. I mean, awesome, but I really don't. I mean, that's not something I, I would trust necessarily. So, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty concerned about it. Um, but it's also it's a concern that's coming from the outside looking in as I don't have him on any team. So, you know, it's easy for me to say I'm concerned. I, I don't, I don't, I don't have him on any team. So, you know, good luck, <laughs> but I, you know, I would be, I would be a little bit nervous. Uh, if I, uh, you know, every day it seems like there's a new story coming out where it's like, Oh yeah, he went, he went to go see, uh, you know, Dr. James Andrews, uh, to go check, get his elbow checked. Like, oh, well, that doesn't sound good at all. <laughs> Jeez. But, yeah, I mean, so far, so good, I guess, for him. All right. Let's, let I'm, let me throw a few names that you will see where you are on, on, on Bryce Harper. Would you take him or another guy who we, we don't know really how many games we're going to get from him but doesn't have anything existing, Mike Trout? Yeah, I would take Mike Trout. Uh, how about uh, how about Mookie Betts? You know, I don't know because Mookie Betts has got a hip thing, so he's like he's got his own issues. So no, I'm not taking Mookie. Not, not Betts. doing that one. All no, right. you know, actually, one who I would take, who uh, might be surprising, I would take Jordan Alvarez. Okay. Yeah, Jordan's starting to come in the shape. I, I have no problem with that one either. Um, I mean, I think other than the stolen bases, you're looking at kind of a similar line across the board, right? Yeah, I mean, more or less. And I think Jordan has much higher upside for power, and he doesn't have this torn UCL, like, hanging over him, even though, you know, he's had knee even issues though, yeah. in the past, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess he can't have everything. You know what I'm saying. I mean, this year he's been healthy. Yeah, he's, he's not currently hurt, which is as good as we can hope for. He's not currently <laughs> wrapping his elbow in duct tape, so that's good. All right, so I think we have a, at least somewhat of an idea of a few of the guys you go for. Um, let's move on to Kyle Bradish for the Orioles. He started at St. Louis. He went seven innings, 11 Ks, two earned, zero walks. Um, I mean, Kyle Bradish is he's, – he's in the rotation now. I don't think he's going anywhere. Are you 
at least for for right now. Are are you interested? I mean, ninety five mile on fastball, slider, curve, occasional change. I, I think it's more of a show me change than anything else. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a, I'm definitely I'm interested. You know, the Orioles suddenly have a bunch of guys where I'm like, hmm, yeah, I'm I'm kind of interested in Oriole pitching all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm, oh, that's so I, weird. I know it is weird. I feel like I need to take a shower, but you know, here we are. Uh, yeah, Kyle Bradish probably not starting him. Like I'm not starting him in Fenway. I probably wouldn't start him. I wouldn't start him in Yankee Stadium. Uh, so I, I probably wouldn't. I wouldn't start him in Toronto. So you know, like obviously there's going to be a bunch of caveats with like his matchups because of the AL East. So. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would definitely start him. I'd probably start him at home against everyone, and I would start him on the road against certain matchups, but eh, not, not all matchups. So yeah, I, I, I like him, but I have a few, you know, caveats that come along with him. Yeah, just basically not any of the AL East, which is a quarter of his games. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I think he's interesting. I think you're right there. You know, anytime we're talking about an AL East pitcher, unless we're talking about guys at the top, there's always a grain of salt about where you can start them, especially with the Yankees, specifically in Toronto, both both kind of hitting right now very well. Uh, let's talk about somebody everybody liked in the preseason. Uh, I, I actually, I mean, I thought maybe it, the love had gone a little too far. Um, Trevor Rogers is, I mean, he he started out, he got out of the gate slow, but five and a third uh, versus Milwaukee, eight Ks is moving the numbers up. I mean, he's had two clean starts after after a little bit of a rough start to begin. Are you where are you at on Trevor Rogers? I mean, he was talked about kind of in that like. Manoa range where everybody else is popped, but he he's we're still kind of waiting on Rogers to to give us everything. Yeah, yeah, no, I was uh, I I was saying I would have drafted Rogers, but I had him after Manoa and Manaya and anyone else that rhymes with those guys. I had Rogers in that same sort of tier area where I liked Rogers. I didn't. I didn't really foresee a, a situation where I was going to get him because of, uh, you know, the what you were saying where he was just going before I was going to draft him. So I didn't I didn't end up drafting Rodgers anyway, uh, anywhere. So, you know, I but I don't I mean, I don't really I don't hate him. I just feel like he's like he's definitely like he's uh, like you said, he's been better recently. But I mean, that innings bump last year really sort of that that cooled me that cooled me on him a lot like i i'm really i was really kind of concerned that he just he just threw so many innings last year compared to the previous year so i was worried that he just wasn't going to be able to stay healthy this year and you know i mean he hasn't he has one start over five and a third innings so far this year uh he's you know i mean he's been okay he hasn't been as bad as he was, but he's definitely not been as good as I think people expected considering where they drafted him. And I don't I wouldn't put money on him getting better either. I, I think he's probably probably gonna be closer to a, a three or a four this year versus I think what people were expecting was a one or a two. Uh so you know, I, I think the uh the fastball, the vlo- every the velocity and everything looks fine. So I, I don't I don't think it's like 
he's not he doesn't seem like he's tired it's just like it's just the command is just so his command looks off like big time and he's a a pretty big command guy like he's a guy who uh he gets he gets by on having good command and it's just not he doesn't have it so far this year so i would i mean i'd probably say i'd be selling on trevor rogers if anyone were to like give me like draft day value, but I don't think you're getting draft day value anymore. So I mean, he's probably a hold in in most cases. I wouldn't sell him low because I think he's still going to be fine, more or less. I just don't think he's going to be as good as maybe some people thought uh, coming into the year. Yeah, I was I was a little concerned on Rodgers because he had a couple starts at the end of last season where he was like maxing out at like 93 and he's averaging. 92, 92 and a half. Um, so that had me a little bit concerned on Rogers. Uh, you know, complete honesty. I had him, I had him, um, above Manoa, but below Shane McClanahan is kind of where the, the grouping I had. Um, but I do think, you know, Rogers velocity has been a little up and down and erratic to start the year, but the last two starts, he's been, you know, 94.96, 94.89 on the fastball. So he's getting the velocity back up. Those were his two good starts. It's at it was at San Diego versus Milwaukee. So I think he's moving in the right direction. You know, I, I like to also think that the the two walks across those those two games is a potential sign of, of better things to come. Uh, the four walks and an inning in two thirds to start the year was was a little tough to eat. But now that everything's back on track, I, I do think there's better days to come. But I would have him below, you know, both those guys that I just mentioned, uh, you know, that they were kind of in line with him on draft day. Valentine's Day isn't just about who you love, but what you love. And if you love learning about history, innovation, exploration, and true stories that will leave you inspired, then you have to get to the National Army Museum in Alexandria, Virginia. You'll find three floors filled with treasures from the Revolution to today. You can even drop in the museum store and get a gift for that special someone. Parking and admission are free. For tickets, visit usarmymuseum.org. That's usarmymuseum.org. Uh, another guy who people had begged, pegged for a, a breakout was Tyler Mall. Last two starts, he's stopped throwing the slider. Average velocity is back up above 94 in those last three starts. Are you back in on Tyler Mall? Should be people be buying him? Yeah, he, I mean, he looked kind of like a great buy low there for a couple weeks. Um, you know, I think, uh, I think he was, he was there like he's in a situation where like the park isn't great, but I, I think, you know, he's going to get he's going to have a lot of good matchups in uh, the NL Central. Uh, his, you know, I, he, he has a like like he was saying, actually, when I was saying before with Robbie Ray, Tyler Mall was probably a better uh, comparison, uh, a better uh, comp uh, when it was when I was talking about Ranger Suarez and a guy who's like, you know, who can get. Or Reed Detmers, or, or whenever the hell I was saying Robbie right thing. <laughs> Tyler Mall is a guy who can actually get strikeouts, even if he gives up, you know, a few runs. So, you know, he's like he's in that sort of same situation as like a Robbie Ray, where it's like, you know, you don't want you don't want him to give up like you know four earned in five innings, but he's probably going to get like eight plus Ks when he's doing it. So, that's good, you know. So I. 
I, I, I'm still in on Tyler Mall. I, I actually, I mean, I, I think he can be much better than he's been. So I wouldn't be shocked to see him have like a month or two run where he's, you know, a, a top 20 starter for a little bit. Yeah. I mean, the last two were both versus Pittsburgh. So a little bit of a, a caveat here, but uh, with with the velocity back up, with the, the slider now kind of out of the mix again, I, I do think there's better things to come. And he's going to get to face the Pirates and the Cubs and everybody in the NL Central, like you said. So there's going to be plenty of plus matchups that you can play him in. Let's talk about some stashes here, Gray. Um, I mean, we got Miami situation where Max Meyer is just, I mean, we all think he's coming. We just don't know when. Basically, all three of these guys, Grayson Rodriguez and Adley Rushman, are you stashing them? And in what kind of leagues are you stashing these three? Um, I mean, I think we see them sooner rather than later at this point. I mean, at least a two, three I week window. Yeah, it, yeah I wouldn't be surprised. If I, I wouldn't be surprised by the next time we uh, we, we have a, a pod, uh, at least one of these guys, if not two of them or three even are called up. I think they're. I think they're all due real soon. Max Meyer, Grayson Rodriguez, Adelaide Rushman are, uh, you know, three good guys to stash. I think in any league, really, as uh, as we said last week, or as I said at least, Adelaide Rushman is like my least likely to be stashed because I just don't I don't really care about the catcher position that much. And I think like a you know I said last week like a guy like Omar Navarez can be as good as him over the course of like his rookie year, Adelaide's rookie year. So it's like, nah, I mean, if you, I mean, if it's a deep enough league, sure, you could stash him. Now, Grayson Rodriguez, who we haven't talked that much about yet. Um, I'm probably, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at like, he's a guy who like, I don't want to jump the, uh, the gun on, on some of these guys too early you know, on, on how quickly I stashed them. Like Max Meyer, you know, with uh, uh, with Lazardo going down, with Lazardo being injured and his forearm, so he's not coming back anytime soon, I don't think. Max Meyer, I think, could be up by this weekend. Uh, Grayson Rodriguez, I don't know. I mean, I, I would probably stash him in a couple in, like, deeper leagues right now. I'm not – I don't have a good feel as to when he's getting called up. I, I think soon – but I'm not 100% sure. All right. Yeah, and I think on Meyer, um, you know, if you're wondering, well, why wasn't he called up? He started on the 12th, so he wouldn't have lined up for, you know, the, the next start they needed him for. I think it's probably just a rotational thing if they're if they're calling him up. But, yeah, I mean, I think all these guys are worth it. I think you're right in regards to we'll see when Baltimore wants to call up both their guys in, in Grayson and Adley because – they're obviously not competing this year. Um, Adley has is, is been up in AAA for nine games. He's he's hitting like 190, I think. So, um, but it's really not. It, nobody really expects him to struggle. But yeah, if you need those guys, I would say go get them. Like you said, Adley is in a catcher. Stashing a catcher is always feels a little, a little dirty there. Yeah, yeah, it's a little icky. All right. Uh, you guys, do you have some bullpens that you want to talk about here, Gray, that are, are potentially changing some guys people can take a look at? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, like the Mariners, 
I think I said this on the site earlier uh, today, um, today being Monday. I don't, I don't know if the Mariners really have a closer. Uh, I, you know, I think, I, I mean, I think they probably will go to Ken Giles at some point, but I don't think he's going to be back or ready to close games. It may, it may not be until after the All-Star break, if uh, even even if it's that early. I don't know. I mean, he supposedly won't be back until at least – sometime in June. So who knows? I, you know, I don't know the timetable on him and I don't think they have a closer. I think Paul Seawood would probably be the best like bet if you were just like looking at stats, but they don't seem like they're interested at all at, at having him close games. Like he's been almost invariably in like the sixth or seventh or even the eighth, but never the ninth. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Diego Castillo, uh, he closed on Sunday, I believe. Uh, second rider got uh, he got hit early in the ninth and got pulled. Yeah, I, they don't really have anyone. I don't know. It's like there's not much there. And then Diamondbacks, there's uh, Melanson looks like as bad as you would have thought Melanson would have been last year. He's, he's catching up. <laughs> he's catching up for himself. He's uh, he's bad this year. So there you go with Melanson and who's replacing him. I mean, Ian Kennedy, I guess, but do the Diamondbacks even care? I don't even know if they care. The twins, I, I think the twins do care. And Pagan has looked good as a closer. Um, and Duran has been better as like a multi-inning guy. So, uh, you know, Baldelli has said he doesn't really believe in having a uh, set closer. So I don't think there's ever going to be anyone named. Like, no, like it's not going to be like Pagan is the closer now. But I do think Pagan could potentially get like, you know, uh, the majority of the saves. And Duran gets like the once a week, like, two inning save or something like he's not going to be used in a way. I don't think, I just don't think Baldelli's going to use Duran as a, you know, as an, as an only a ninth inning guy, he's going to use Duran for like multiple innings. And when a guy throws multiple innings, there's no way for him to turn around and throw the next day. So it, he's going to be, you know, he'll be stuck being a multi inning guy, which is fine. I mean, you there's probably value for that in all leagues, but I don't think he's going to get many saves or at least not as many as Pagan as of right now, at least. I don't know. And then, and then the, uh, the Marlins and the Rays, uh, two Florida teams, I think Brooks rally, uh, in Tampa has gotten the last couple saves for, for the Rays. Um, and you know, Kittredge, I don't know what happened. He's now throwing in the sixth inning. <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Cash wakes up every day. It's like, <laughs> It's like a Groundhog's Day. It's like I, I'm gonna try something different, <laughs> just for, for just for S's and G's. It's like um, it's actually Kevin Cash is like uh, Drew Barrymore in Fifty First Dates. It's like what? Wait, what? Who is my closer? Oh, I don't know. I don't remember that. Um, that's a uh, super random movie reference. That is a uh, very <laughs> random. Movie yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Floro in. I don't know. Like, what's record? Mattingly even said. Mattingly's actually said he wants someone to be his closer. <laughs> it's like such an insult to the guys who he has. He said point blank he wants someone to be his closer, but he says he doesn't know if he has that guy. <laughs> so, 
I don't know what that means. I guess, you know, Floro potentially could be the closer, but I don't know. I mean, uh, there's Benders there and, uh, you know, Cole Salser, who I had, a, who I actually have in an NL only league. Um, and, and Tanner Scott also. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I would probably guess Floro, but he hasn't been good either. I mean, he's been really bad, which Mattingly has, you know, more or less said. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Sussler right now. I just, I, I think he's pitching the best out of the group. Um, I mean, Bass is Anthony Bass is doing well as too. So I think pretty much anybody other than the three guys they're currently trying to use could get the job done. But uh, maybe they just don't like those guys, or, or I'm not sure what's what's going on there. Um, you know, you mentioned Duran. I think he may play like that hater role for like the first two years that he was. You know. At, in the majors where he was just long inning guy where he, he pitched an inning and two thirds, two innings, three innings when they needed him, but he never got saves or he wasn't a, a closer. And I think that may be Duran's future until, you know, they really need him to step into that role, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. So we gave you some bullpen stuff. How about some, how about some waiver or, or some names to, to pick up this week, Gray, before we get out of here? Uh, Okay, let's see. There is uh well, Ben Gamble's been hot. Uh, Yadiel Hernandez, I actually picked him up in my RCL, which is a uh, 12-team mixed league. Uh, Jace Peterson, I also picked up. Um, he was a uh, uh, guy who is up in uh, Northern California who murdered his uh, wife. Now that's <laughs> actually that's not that's not true. <laughs> uh, Tommy Listella, uh, Huli Guriel, uh, Gavin Sheets. Been hot. Uh, who else? Uh, Colin Moran has been hot. Uh, this is like I'm just going through guys who I have now on my RCL team because I've dropped guys like <laughs> Spencer Torkelson and Dylan Carlson, <laughs> the guys who have killed me for the last six weeks. I finally have moved. To, I've finally moved on from terrible hitters, and I picked up terrible hitters who are hot. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyone, anyone you got there beat on? Uh, TJ Friedel has, has been doing pretty well. Chase, Chase Sillith just got called up. Uh, Jose Quintana, you mentioned earlier, he's actually made a couple of pitching adjustments and he's, he's working right now. So, um, I mean, we always, we know Quintana's not an ace, but he can give you some solid innings. Uh, Brock Burke, if you're looking for that long reliever type has been great this year. Rich Hill is Back to being Rich Hill. Zach Logue is interesting, and Mike Mustakis is out there in some of our RCLs. Um, and I, he's been he's been hot. Yeah, actually, Zach Logue um, sounds like he's right off the boat from Ireland. I I tried to pick him up in one league. Uh, I I didn't bid enough. I think I I, I bid like I think seven dollars, and someone bid like eleven or something. I don't know, or maybe I'm thinking about going to 7-Eleven to get one of those uh, cylinder hamburgers. I don't know. Anyway, Zach Logue is someone who I was like, you know, because Oakland, while being an awful team, like, uh, you know, a team that's not going to give many wins, obviously, the park is really good. And Logue looks at a like a guy who could be, like, good for command. So, you know, good command – helps avoid a lot of those, you know, rookie blowups, which you're, you know, you don't want, you want to try and avoid roofies if you can. So if Logue 
is um, in, a, in a decent matchup at home. I'm for sure. I'm for sure starting Logue at home against just about anyone. Even a good, even a good uh, lineup, I would start him against. Um, but on the road, eh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. But it, it, he's a guy who I'm actually I'm kind of interested in watching and seeing like what what becomes of him because I don't know. He seems like if he's got good command, he could be worthwhile. Uh, that whole like. Uh, Silsif? Silsif? I don't even know what that is. Honestly, I don't know what that is. I'm not in on the Silsif. I don't know. (laughs) No no, no Chase Silith for you? Chase Silith? Yeah, Yeah. no. I I don't even know. Was he up as a spot start? I don't even know where that came from. He was like... He is like... He was like a 10th round pick or something. I don't know... What the I don't know where that where that came from. I don't, maybe like as a spot start. I, are they going to a six man rotation? I think they're going six man because uh, they don't want Otani to pitch more than twice a week. They did it all uh, all last year too. Okay. So um, huh. Chase Sillith, he's he's actually slotting in, you know, hmm. right right behind Otani in the in the rotation right. as of right now, just because that's where his his spot fell. Um, right. But I mean, we're, we are talking about a guy that has a ninety six mile an hour fastball. Uh, you know, he's, he's supposed yeah. to throws that split finger. He's, he's got a slider and a curve, four pitch offering. Right. I mean, I'm not, not interested in him and nobody's really paying attention. So I, I think you can scoop him up for free and see what happens in deeper 12 yeah. team and 15 team leagues. Um, I mean, I, I'm always yeah. watching out for these guys because in LAL for the ones we're in are just impossible to get anybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, AL only. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I pick up. I pick up. Yeah, <laughs> anyone who's got anyway, any warm body. Are you really... on a team? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Are you on a team and are you breathing? Okay, you're on my team now. <laughs> Please keep breathing. Uh, yeah, I think you know he's like definitely someone who I'm. I don't know. I, I I mean, I'm not really interested at all. He's like a guy who I'm completely uninterested <laughs> in, but. I mean, if he does well, then you know I, I could change that tune. I mean, we'll see. I I wouldn't be looking at him in a in a mixed league as of right now, but I guess it depends on your situation. He did seem to come out of nowhere this year, in particular, um, to kind of earn this this random spot start. I mean, he he yeah. was in Double A. He put up twenty six innings of a one seven three ERA, zero point eight five WHIP, with a thirty seven and a half percent K rate. So, I mean, right. he, he earned his spot back up. I don't know if he's changed something, if he found velocity. I don't know what's happened, but you are, you're you right. I mean, we're talking about a guy who was an 11th round pick three hundred after 300 in the Major League draft. We don't normally see these guys. Yeah. And, I mean, you, not even that, you never right, make not, it that, not that long ago. I mean, I would, if I were the Angels, I would go to like Jose Suarez, I think, before. I, well, anyway, I mean, who knows what the Angels are doing? I don't know. <laughs> I think that's as good a line to end on as anything, Gray. Uh, <laughs> we don't know what the Angels are doing at any point other than Otani's awesome. Uh, so, as always, you can get any questions specifically, put them in the comments, or you can find us on Twitter. I am at RazBedon. Dre is the at RazBall account, of course. Follow us on iTunes, Spreaker, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe, review, that all helps. Thank you guys so much, and I will talk to you next week. All right, ladies.
Discover how a master's in environment and sustainability management from Georgetown can help you harness the power of science and business to create a more sustainable world. Learn more at esm.georgetown.edu slash explore. Asbury Methodist Village in Montgomery County takes senior living to the next level, creating extraordinary opportunities for a fulfilling future. Work your brain and body in our new wellness center. Stroll our expansive campus and 17-acre nature preserve. Stay sharp with our resident-run college and find so many new ways to get involved and make a difference for others. Anticipate more from your retirement. Visit asburymethodistvillage.org today. Your future's here. Equal opportunity housing provider. 